Hello, everyone, and welcome to Plotress. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're going to be talking about The Ugly Duchess by Eloisa James. Now, this one is part of a series, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the fairy tales series. I think this is the third one. I think so, although they don't have any interlocking parts, so you can read them in any order you want. Which, so this one's supposed to be The Ugly Duckling. Yeah. So I actually think other than the fact that she was dumpy and now she's admired like that's really the only tie to the fairy tale and I only mention that because having subsequently read one other in the series it's a little bit more literal yeah and in its interpretation of the fairy yeah. tale no this one is really it's really just uh, she I think she just was inspired a little bit by what happened by the by the fairy tale I mean yeah not it's not like a it's not like a it's not like a twisted fairy tale no kind of thing, you know it's it's just an impression of the fairy yeah. tale for sure. Yeah, and so like for example, she did Beauty and the Beast, where he was he's just like mean, and and has a cane, you know, so yep. which I mean anyway, a Beauty and the Beast is apparently like everyone's favorite to do. It, I wonder because I can I mean, think of I, like three or four off the top of my head, some of which aren't literally romance novels, but that are reimaginings yeah, of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about Beauty and the Beast later, but I can I can understand why because it's very, it's, it's very, it's a nice fantasy I think for a woman. To be completely honest, I I do not see it as like a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. Yeah, but okay, okay, we have to stop because we're not talking about Beauty and the Beast. Sorry, we're talking about the Ugly Duckling. Yes, the or ugly the duckling. Ugly Duchess by Eloisa James. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the book jacket. Theodora Saxby is the last woman anyone expects the gorgeous James Ryburn, heir to the Duchy of Ashbrook, to marry. But after a romantic proposal before the prince himself, even practical Theo finds herself convinced of her soon-to-be duke's passion. Still, the tabloids give the marriage six months. Theo would have given it a lifetime, until she discovers that James desired not her heart, and certainly not her countenance, but her dowry. Society was shocked by their wedding, it's scandalized by their separation. Now James faces the battle of his lifetime, convincing Theo that he loved the duckling who blossomed into the swan. And Theo will quickly find that for a man with the soul of a pirate, all's fair in love or war. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a good one. That was a, that's a good one. That's a pretty accurate description pretty, without too much spoilers. Pretty one, accurate. So I feel like a lot of times romance novel descriptions will either be like so spoiler filled yeah. or seem it's talking about a different book like yeah. props to this one i think this is a this, I pretty representative yeah you did a good job um yeah even i mean I, I think so although i will say that it takes way longer than you expect to get to the separation yeah but that's in the name of more sex yeah so i, I, I don't have a problem with it it's not like more plots happening yeah <laughs> it's true true so okay so as usual we have our random, randomly generated number uh, summaries. And so, okay, so here, here's mine. Our, our number this time was 19. Yes. My summary is, young love is fostered and blighted by an interfering father. Will our couple make up or be declared DOA? I did have to say DOA to make it 19. Right? Yeah. But. If you somehow worked SOS in. It would have been really been good. Oh, stop it. I tried, <laughs> I tried really hard on that one, Lane. Come on. Okay. All right. And mine is, when your 17-year-old wife kicks you out of the house in a peak, the only answer is piracy. Duh. I mean, it's pretty great. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I think this book is very fun. If yeah. you overlook... There are issues. There are issues with this book. There are many issues. But if you take it on its face, it is super fun. Okay, this couple gets married. She's 17. He's, what, 20, 21? 
I think three year age gap, so yep. 20. Yes, 20 years old. They, um, they've grown up together, they know each other really well, they get together, they have some awesome sex, and then next day she finds out, it's, it's one of, okay, trope, she overhears somebody talking about their relationship and instead of verifying it with him, she just says, get out, I don't want to see you anymore, Gold. And the thing is, in fairness, what she overhears is bad. accurate. It is accurate and also pretty nasty. Yes. But, essentially, he, um marries her because he wants to like he ultimately realizes that he is in love with her Mm -hmm. and that this is what he wants but his father was also trying to force him to yeah because his father gambled away her dowry yeah her father was she was his father's ward Mm -hmm. and his father has been living on on the high life has been living the high life based on her money right so he's like you better get married to this girl because then she'll never find out that she lost all her money and that's that's sort of the issue. It, it, he does marry her. He His does father marry her. did tell him to. Yeah. But they're sort of unrelated issues. Yeah. And he never really explains to his father. Yeah. What his logic is because his dad's a you know drunk gambling mm-hmm. wastrel whatever. Well, but, but to me the issue is he never explains to Theo. Right. That's a real issue. Like I don't care. Like dad can believe what he wants for for as long as he wants. Just explain to your wife who you're in love with. That your father did, did this, this, but that's yeah. not why you're marrying her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, so that said, qual- quality. What In general, I think uh, Eloisa James is just a very good writer. Okay. Like, I don't have issues with her prose. I don't have problems with her, with the writing itself. I, n- I don't usually read it and think, Oh God! What like what hap- What happened with this editing? You know what I mean. So I think writing can mean a couple of different things. Okay. You are right. To me, none of the sentences stuck out mm-hmm. as awkward or repetitive or like people don't talk like that. Like it was the flow of the writing itself yeah. was fine. I don't love her plot construction. Yeah. So if, if what you're thinking of to you of a quality writer is not just good at forming a, an evocative sentence without seeming purple, she's good at that. But yeah. she's not. The conflict here was a little bit confusing. Well, the conflict here... So this book is totally ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. So they get married. There's this whole issue with the father. And then, instead of him saying, No, actually, I love you, Theo. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I support you. He just runs away and becomes a pirate. On the high seas. <laughs> becomes a pirate. And, and lets everyone at home think that he's dead. Yes. You know, like, he is... So he goes out in, on a boat... And then boat gets, I should probably be saying ship. I only know this because when I read the books, they're like, it's not a boat, it's a ship. Anyway, boat gets boarded by pirates, and then he like, joins the pirates. Because the, the chief pirate. pirate is his relative. Yeah, yeah, it's his cousin. His cousin. Which is, I mean, who doesn't want a pirate cousin? Joins his, joins his cousin as pirate. and Then they become privateers. Obviously. But, um... What I'm saying is he, he, all that they know back in England is that his boat was boarded by pirates and then they never hear from him again. Right. So they don't, they don't know. And his cousin, on the other hand, is married and has been in communication with his wife the whole time. Right. So, so his cousin is never in danger of being thought dead. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I'm just throwing that in there. Yes. So, um, so then, okay, so then he's he has on the a, high seas. A crisis happens on the high seas. <laughs> It makes him realize he's been going about life all wrong, that privateering and wenching and determining to let her think he's dead is not actually the life he wants. So he comes home. He comes home. 
He comes home. Okay, this is my favorite, favorite part of it the book. It was the best part of the book. It's great. No question. He comes home on the day that he is to be declared dead. In Parliament. And, in Parliament. And his cousin is to be named the new Duke. Different cousin than was the pirate. Yeah, yeah. Di- not the pirate cousin. Different cousin. He's got a lot of cousins. Um, I mean, that that is probably accurate. historically accurate. Okay. So he gets home and he like... It, so there's this whole Parliament scene... Which, which is just really great. It's really funny. Like, describes all their robes and, like, what they have to wear and how they have, like, order of precedence. Like, very, I think, well-researched as well. So it was very enjoyable. And then, of course, this big old pirate bursts in. He's like, I'm the Duke of Ashbury, or uh, Duke of Ashbrook. <laughs> you know? And, and, um, well, and he she also- swoons away in his arms and he carries her away. I mean, it's, it's. A great scene. It's also interesting, just from a literary perspective, it's the only scene in the book written from a perspective other than theirs. Mm, yeah. She writes it from the perspective of one of the members of parliament that yeah. presiding over the events, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And let's be, let's give credit where credit is due. She was inspired by one of my favorite authors, Dorothy Sayers, mm-hmm. who wrote a similar-ish scene in one of her novels. Um, and and uh, Eloisa James credits her... Uh, doesn't say that, you know, I came up with this all on my own, but and she, Anne says you should read Dorothy Sayers, which you should. I love, love, love Dorothy Sayers. Eloisa James is the one you told me is a professor, yes. right? So she's really good at citing her references yes. and her inspiration. Yeah, she's a prof- I think she's a Shakespearean professor. I, I don't know how I know all of this about Eloisa James. But anyway, Dr. James is a, um, is a professor. She works in a liberal arts college. She teaches Shakespeare. She's a Shakespearean mm-hmm. um, expert. And so the, her, her first books are very Shakespearean, which is kind of fun as well. Like, they're, they're all named, like, Much Ado About Annabelle or, you know. Okay. Um, the Taming of the Duke or, you know, whatever. It's very cute. Um, they're, they're very fun. So okay. So I recommend this as well. But uh, in the end of most of her books, she writes an, an extra little, like, note from the author where she says, yeah, and I was inspired by this. I was inspired by that. I did this research here. I did this research there. And it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fun. So she does credit... Dorothy Sayers, who is amazing. You should read Dorothy Sayers. Got okay. it. So that's it. So while the Parliament scene is really fun, it there are three different books here, Yeah, I would say. I agree. There's the Young Love. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is very sweet. Like, I really, really liked this part of the book. It's very cute. It's very sweet. Then there's the middle section where they're separated, and she's being a badass running the estate, but sort of becoming more cold and aloof. Mm-hmm. And he's pirating yeah and then there's the last third when he comes home and decides that he's gonna keep her hmm well he's gonna keep her but also like he's gonna reform sort of (laughs) sort of he seems to think that like he this is one of the things that really bothered me about the book he comes home and he's like can't show her weakness. She wants a real man. I'm going to seduce her by being a pirate. And then that's never really questioned or subverted. <laughs> I mean, don't you want a pirate in your bed? He has a face tattoo. No, thank you. It's a face tattoo. It's like a little tiny teardrop of a poppy. Of an intricate blue poppy. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm, I think it's like this big. Oh, I think it's tiny. I'm picturing, I'm, I'm gesturing at my face and like covering up half my cheek. No, but I'm imagining like a little, like a teardrop, but in the shape of a poppy. Like a tiny just, little on the corner. I can't imagine tattooing back then was that intricate. I think in order for it to be like a discernible poppy, it'd have to be pretty Lane, big. you don't know anything about tattoos in the 19th century. Correct. So I don't want to hear. I am your telling you what I was picturing in my head as I was reading this. Um, there's also one point in the second sex. So basically, this book I'm not kidding you is virginal sex, mm. conflict with separation, separation, and then like coaxing but not coercive sex. Yeah. Like he's trying to convince her to he's take him trying back. Trying to convince her to take him back, and he's like, "Let me prove it to you how good I am in bed." Basically. Well, but, but for it starts out by being how I'm not going to have sex with you. Yeah, and yeah. And have sex with you. But that's kind of like, the, I, I, I'm not complaining about this. No. So the first book takes place in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's like their brief courtship, their wedding night, and then the act. And then their wedding morning. Right. And they get caught in the act. Yeah. And that's when she finds out why he married her. And yeah. that kicks and him And then the that's house. it. Then like the intermeeting, what, seven years, eight years? Seven. And then... After the intervening seven years, this all takes place in like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. So all of the conflict from him busting into Parliament mm-hmm. to him like seducing her into loving him again yeah. is really rushed. It's very fast, yeah. And but I mean, like I don't know. I guess I just don't have much of a problem with it because no, no, no. look, this is these are romance novels. Like they all fall in love in about three weeks and then they get married. So this is just one of those. This one falls under fun, but not not really exactly realistic. Realistic's the wrong word. At like all. it's not gonna. Nothing about it really captivated me. Yeah. Like, it was just a good time, well, but it, it's... I'm it, not... Yeah, it's funny to say that, because I'm like, yeah, he's this guy, he's a duke, and then he becomes a pirate, and we're like, yeah, this is gonna be hilarious, and we're like, I mean, it was fun. Yeah. But it wasn't like, I'm gonna like, keep rereading this to have fun. Yes, that's just it. Like, I don't want to put it down. Like, it's not yeah. like I have a ton of criticism of this book. Yeah. It's just that if you're... Some of these romance novels, to me, really transcend... Not the genre, because I think plenty of romance novels are actually captivating. But there are plenty of romance novels that do actually captivate me with their characters or their... Yeah, and so this one, there's a couple of things that end up happening. Some of it's the plot as a whole, and other of it is some of her weird word choice. Yeah, so I want to hear about it, because this didn't actually strike me, and I'm usually the one who's like, I can't believe she said this. Yeah, so in the second series of sex scenes, when he's, like, seducing her, he thinks of his penis as the beef. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even and it is one of my late like I am totally someone who can be vulgar to be funny in certain situations but like how does he say it like does she want the beef it's I'm literally gonna pause right now and look it up so I've checked it and it says he's talking to his cousin it's not during a sex scene and he's talking about the fact that he cheated on her while he was out pirating and she finds out and she's pissed about it so he tells his cousin that she's mad he couldn't keep his beef in his breeches yeah I mean I don't know it it doesn't actually bother me too much I hate beef (laughs) as a euphemism I hate it so much I didn't I didn't notice it the first time around how but now whenever I talk to Lane it's gonna be like so how's how's the beef (laughs) I'm just repulsed by beef I don't know. I like beef. <laughs> Thanks, Meg. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with with the beef. beef. I can't. Oh, so, okay. so uh, the the sex in this book is explicit. 
Yeah, it is explicit. Um, I, if you've read Eloisa James before, it's it's more explicit than usual for her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's not. Neither of us are complaining about the sex in this book. Correct. It was. This book plot was the secondary aspect mm-hmm. to the sexuality. <laughs> yes. So, but that said, it, it's divided into these two parts. So it happens pretty quickly early yeah. on because they get married young, and they've got the they've got the wedding, and then they've got some they've got the wedding night, mm-hmm. and then the morning after the wedding night. Right. And then even some more after that, which gets interrupted. Interrupted, unfortunately. Um, then he goes off and is like a pirate, and then he comes back after this parliament scene, which we love. Correct. And he decides he needs to win her back via first proving to her that his sexual appetites are not more than she can handle, and then by having a lot of sex. Yeah. In about three hours. Yeah. Like real, like he, he goes to get her at parliament, takes her home. And then he's like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna have sex with you, but in the most sexual way possible. Yeah, I think there's like one night they spend apart, mm-hmm. and then from there, then it's resolved. Yeah, yeah. And it really, I, I'm not saying it's plot is secondary to be disparaging, because it's supposed to be a fairy tale, it's supposed to be an allegory, it's supposed right. to be a fable. Like, right. the fact that it's really ridiculous that they that he, like, doesn't communicate with her and then his punishment is seven years on the high seas. Like, usually we'd be really frustrated that the characters didn't just have a conversation that could have resolved the conflict. But that's so clearly not the intent here. Yeah. These aren't supposed to be realistic characters or realistic conflicts. They're supposed to be, like, like a little bit instructive. Like... Yeah. In a way. I mean, I mean instructive. In, in the way fables are. Yeah, yeah. like, there are consequences for the actions that may seem direct and sort of disproportionate. Yeah. And then you have to save yourself and resolve them. You, well, you have to you have to take responsibility for your actions, yes. even if your actions are piracy, piracy, and running away from your marriage for seven years. So that I will say that part, I didn't I didn't love it. I don't love it when they keep lovers apart for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seven years, in my mind, is excessive. And I do I do know why she did it, which is because you can't be declared dead until you've been missing for seven years. So, like, I understand it intellectually. <laughs> I feel like I say that so much in this podcast. So, I, I understand it. I understand why the choice was made. Do I love the choice? No, I don't. The only other thing I'd say is, the beginning, they're very young. She's supposed to be 17. Yeah. And she writes youthful characters sincerely. Yeah. In a way that I don't think I would have enjoyed for a whole novel. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that when the resolution finally came around, both for the purposes of enjoying the hot sex and for the way they interact with one another, that they were a little bit older in that they were in their mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't... Yeah, exactly. I'm glad they weren't teenagers anymore. Um, and that... So that brings up an aspect that I did kind of enjoy. So she's the ugly duckling... Ugly duchess, right? Who goes from not... From being... So basically, she's very boyish, mm-hmm. um, doesn't have much of a figure, people don't... They, they think she has issues, right? Right. Not, not issues. They, they, she's not attractive. Uh, and she's not, she's not, does not have a very high self-image, um, right? Right. When she's, when she's young. And then he leaves and she rebuilds herself as this person, like a fashion plate, fashion icon. And like she is the, 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 the person that, they, that young women now compare themselves with in society. But don't worry, because in order for her to remember her mistake in marrying James, she wears ugly underwear. Yeah, ugly underwear. But okay, Th- so that aside, so 
So, they don't know what she's wearing under her clothes. She, she does. is their aspirational fashion figure. He, on the other hand, when he was young and seduced her into marriage, he, he didn't seduce her into marriage. When he married her, he was like society's golden boy. He was like, you know, uh, very popular. I don't, I don't want to say he was like the fashion plate for the men's side, but he was... No, he was like a paragon of virtue. Yeah. He was widely admired for his looks and his behavior. Yeah. And... And then, so he goes away for seven years, and while she's doing this, like, self-improvement project, he's doing this, the opposite. And he comes back as this crude, like, humongous, speaking of beef, like, beefcake, like, With dude, a giant you know? scar across his throat uh-huh. from having his throat slit by and, a pirate. And the face tattoo that we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, of course, you know, during his time as a pirate, he was, he was the pirate captain, and he didn't hold himself apart from his men. He was out there, like hauling lines and, like, swabbing the decks and, like, doing manly stuff and getting super strong. Yeah. So he's, like, super beefy. Very beefy. And, like, (laughs) very masculine in, like, a prototypical and borderline offensive way. And yet not because he's not like that. But he he conceives of himself, like, she's going to want a real man. (laughs) And it's just very strange. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's hot, though. Yeah. That's... A lot is forgiven when the sex is very good yeah 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 and I mean we we, I, we talked about it a little bit but we both really liked how when he got back like he obviously wants to have sex with her and he is convinced that if once they do reconsummate and reconsecrate this relationship everything will be fine which it turns out that he's correct mm-hmm. in this assumption but how does he go about that he doesn't do it by like the whole like you know. Well, like, here's the thing. He has come back from, for her. Right. And in a lot of ways, saying that would have alleviated a lot of her concern, I feel yeah. like. And he just never does because he's got to be a man about it. Yeah. But, I mean, he says it later. You know, he defends her honor and, you know, I, I, I've talked before about how I don't love, like, violence in these books. But he's violent in just, just the right amount. And he only kills bad guys. He, well, I'm not talking about the killing. I'm talking about the, at the very end when he, like, throttles the... Oh, that yeah. Dude. No, that was hot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't love, like, the whole, oh, man, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to, you know, duel this person for your honor. Like, I'm not in love with that, but I did like it here. Mm-hmm. And he's a little crude as a pirate, but that's, it wasn't more than you would have expected. If you're yeah. okay with him being a pirate, I'm sure you'll be fine with how crude he is. Yeah, exactly. Um, but all in all, there... There's nothing really offensive about it except for the fact I, I would have liked it better also as a fairy tale and a fantasy if he had held himself, if he had been faithful to his marriage vows. Yeah. And I get it. Like, she, she makes the point that he was faithful until he made the determination that he was going to be declared dead so she could remarry. Right. And, like, at that point, he felt like his life and thereby his marriage were over. But this doesn't need to be tied to reality yeah. and it would have been that much more romantic and fantastic yeah, exactly. if you just the, not hooked up with the women all the ports yeah and it didn't aff- so what I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is it didn't offend me enough to say I don't think this is a good book I don't think it's well written I don't think you should read it but it was the part of the book that I what's love. the 19th century equivalent of hoes in different area codes <laughs> a, a, a girl in a report that's, does it rhyme? We'll have to work on it. I know. We'll have to. I don't know. What's what's a port? Oh. A harlot in every harbor. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thanks. So he's a harlot in every harbor, but um, but no. Oh, yeah, and he's like well known for being like good, good, 
<laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I also would have preferred, there was just no reason for his infidelity, right. really. Like, clearly they had enough of a conflict with him lying about their marriage and, right. like, and picking him out. I don't think it added anything, and I think I do think it did take something away. Yes, I would agree. So, I didn't love it, but again, it wasn't offensive. It, like, he didn't go around raping women on these boats. No, it's just a, if you're willing to believe that a man becomes a pirate and a knight of bath. Yeah. Then I can believe he was celibate for seven years. Right, exactly. Like, he, he, he could have, he had the moral fortitude to do that, even if, as a pirate. Yes. And then he burns fabric, which that made me sad. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's, that's what you do when you're a beefcake pirate dude. Fire. Like, when you get angry, the answer is fire. Shit happens. It might, could be fire. Could be fire. So, but overall, this is super fun. Yeah. So if, if you're looking for a fun book, to read on the beach or on the plane, you got a quick plane ride and you want to read a book. Like, if you're reading it on the plane, make sure no one can see you. Yeah. The cover is fine. I mean the words on the page. <laughs> because they are explicit. They're, yes, they are explicit. They're explicit. But overall, but, like, this is a romp. It's yeah. just a good time. Yeah, and, that's, that's, a, that's a perfect word for it. It's definitely just really enjoyable, really fun, 100% requires suspension of disbelief. For three hours, but you can do it for this book. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. It was great talking to you today about the Ugly Duchess. Uh, We'll talk to you soon.